having a moment and having momentum are completely different things. They're two totally different things. And I don't want to shame either one of them because I think that there is power in both. Um, but I will tell you that I'm a girl that's all about the momentum. And so I think I'll share a little bit about that today. And Flora, I think you have another one. You're kind of a collection of moments. So we'll go into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome again. Second episode of the career class. And today, momentum versus moments. Lisa's about momentum. I'm all about collecting the moments. So we're going to dive into what the difference is and how these two things can actually help drive you, whether it be small, big, whatever. So, Flora, I'm all about the momentum. I think that in my career, in my personal life, I am all about having, I don't want to definitely not say a tunnel vision of thought, but I am always about the end goal. And so I set before myself an end goal, and that's what I'm working toward at all times. Meaning, um, if I am taking phone calls, if I am checking email, if I am engaging with appointments, um, I am all about how does this tie back to the bigger picture of my end goal. And if it doesn't, I find myself giving you know, a certain very small allocated amount of time towards it because I feel as though it could be distracting me from my end goal and my end game. So I'm all about the momentum. I find that when I work in that way, there are things in my life that continues to unfold. So there's this continuity of effort that I'm putting forth that's getting me to my end goal. So it could be a short-term goal. It could be a long-range goal. But I'm all about how does this tie back? How does this tie back? How does this tie back? And that doesn't mean that I'm ignoring spontaneity, but it does mean I'm always assessing and evaluating and pulling, pushing it out and pulling it in and pushing it out and pulling it in to see how is this manifesting what I want to happen in my career, in my personal life, and how does it tie back to my end goal? So for me, momentum. I'm all about the momentum and I can sense when I'm off my square. You know, that's just real talk. Mm -hmm. When I'm off my square and things are not clicking and ticking, I'm like, okay, what's happening? I'm not, my momentum has faded and I need to get back on my square, back on my game and back in the seat that's driving me towards wherever I've planned to go. So for me, that's momentum. I, I have to feel it. I have to sense it. Um, Can you give I, an example of it? Wow. So let me think of one. Um, maybe in my, I'm going to use a class. Yeah. My students can tell when I have, when I have momentum, mm -hmm. right? So obviously there's a class, there's a subject matter, there's a, there's a curriculum, there's a, there's a, a plan for the course for week to week to week, right? So if it's in a class and I just show up, and I'm teaching that lesson of the day, and I'm having a moment, right? And it's just a good class and you leave. You just had a great class with me, right? And it's like, oh, that was a great topic. It was a great lecture. It was a great dialogue between the class. It was great energy. It's a moment, got it? 
When you are taking a course that has 15 weeks and you have this dynamic person in front of you and they are connecting the course content day one, week one to week 15, and that energy stays elevated and there's connection from week to week to week, students leave that class saying, that was a dynamic class. It was momentum. So in a sense, you're building momentum for each student, for each class. So you get through that one class, you're building the momentum by the end of it for the next one, for them, and you're bringing it back to yourself and you're building momentum in yourself to keep going. Yes and no. Yes and no. (laughs) But yes and no. Yes from the perspective of I dwell in the space of loving continuity. Yeah. And what continuity offers is momentum. You'll never come into a class with me and say, oh, it was just a great class. You're going to walk in day one, and by week three, you're like, this is who this professor is. Mm -hmm. This is Lisa Newell. This is just how Lisa Hopkins Newell, whatever you want to call me, Lisa, most students. Um, this This is just how she gets down. This is her class, right? And so there is continuity versus, oh, week one was great. Oh, week two, she was a little flat. Week three, she's okay. Didn't seem like she knew that subject matter well. Week four, she really didn't ask us any questions. It was all lecture. There is not going to be any type of break, meaning I'm not just going to have moments from Mm -hmm. week to week. I'm going to have continuity all semester to where it defines my relationship with my students and what I'm conveying. And so I'm using the classroom as a as an example, but I can layer that concept onto my career mm-hmm. outside of the classroom. I can layer it onto many different facets of my life. I need momentum. I need to have momentum. I dwell in this this energy level that I'd require it. Otherwise, I think I feel this sense of like, what's today about? I just kind of woke up and I'm just dwelling. Um, versus I woke up and I'm, I'm here's my end game, here's my end goal, and here's, here's my methodology to get there. Um, and in a career, and especially in entrepreneurship, you must have oh, it. Oh, yeah. Right? And so that looks also very parallel in my career. You know, as an entrepreneur starting a brand, you know, it's, I want this idea to manifest into a product. You have to have momentum. There are not just great, oh, that's a great idea, and then you sleep on it. It's you keep going in it. And so that's that's kind of where I find mm-hmm. um, kind of my synergy. So if you wake up, you know, ready to go, how how different do days look to you in in where you you wake up and you're like, okay, I have, a, I have a class to teach today or I have a meeting to get to today or I need to develop a new product today. Where do you find the momentum to do each one? Or, it, or is there a difference? There isn't. I think that we all, and I'm glad that you're asking me this because I think that we all have this type of, um, whether it's known or unknown, established or intended, we all have this personal ritual that whether we've cultivated it to be one or not, but I have this, this, this ritual um, that, you know, I don't have to necessarily share all the details of it, but I have a morning routine and I have a, 
a thought that, you know, is what's, what is my day about today? What do I need to get accomplished? And what do I need to do? What do I need to say to myself to say, okay, I have 25 things to do today. I'm going to get at least 90% of them done. It's really this kind of mind over matter mantra um, that I have, that I drive from, right? And so that for me, again, not to take up this episode about, you know, what does Lisa do and what's her ritual, um, but to, to give you insight that I have one and that that's what I lean into and that's what I focus on to get me from meeting to, you know, being in the throes of motherhood that could disrupt my day at any given moment to fuel that part of my life, to get emails from students to say, okay, they need feedback immediately, you know, on the basis of their project. I need to turn that around to a meeting that I need to get to that I need to prep for. And, uh, you know, my publisher saying, hey, a chapter is due. There is a lot going on all the time. And if you, you prioritize um, and you are ahead of it, you know, I say to my friends, you got to get in front of that, like, right? And you, that is so critical. And for me, that's creating momentum. It's never letting the balls drop, but it is honoring that you need to shift from place to space to place to space right. on a continuum. That doesn't mean you can't have a, a minute off, right? A weekend, a day, an hour, a lunch, time to fuel self for self-care. But it means that you have to keep pushing because otherwise I feel like for me, just me personally out there, if I just dwell in moments, I might get stuck in them. Right. So that's 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 what happens for me and my personality and my demand. And that's that's kind of how I feel when I hear, oh, someone's had a great moment. I'm like, oh, wow, that's great. But I don't. You know, how do you use it? How, how do, do you build it and the how do stamina? I function in that space? So right. I, from what I guess I'm hearing is, you know, how do you endure all these different things that are coming at you each day to kind of use to keep going to build the stamina and to use it to the benefit of yourself and to others in your life? And, of course, you use the example of a class. The class will know exactly when you're there. So for me, if I can talk about collecting moments um you know it could be many many things and in, in personal life traveling those are my moments um always always collecting them being with certain people you know people in my life that I am building relationships with I cherish and treasure all those moments I get to spend with them because not only are they giving me something but I hope to give them something back and so moments can mean something totally different for everyone Um, but you know in terms of now we're talking the career class and we're here talking to all of you I can maybe give examples of moments when you are in an interview And, you know, I just recently went through this. And so those moments you had with each individual person, and, you know, you never know what that's going to be. You never know the questions. You don't know what those moments are going to be. So it's different than your personal time with a a friend or whoever. You kind of know going in there, you're relaxed. You're like, whatever is going to happen. But in an interview, now you're saying, oh, well, now I got to put on this face that's not really kind of me, but not really. Um, And, you know, let's say you get through that and you go through the interview fine and you're happy and you build that momentum and that moment. Well, let's say the next interview doesn't go so well. And that moment you're sharing with this person, 
whom you don't know, it doesn't go so well. And you kind of think, well, you know, it's okay. I'll get him next time. And you don't get the job, right? Well, use that because it's not um, – it's not taking away from who you are or what you can do. It's just that that moment with that other person was not was not there. Um, and it's they have this vision of something else that they're not seeing in you, but it's not you per se. So that moment they shared with you was something in their mind. They were looking for something else. Um, you know, and I, I want to, I, I speak to this just because it's so fresh in my head, but you know, now is the time to, to start over and use momentum from any type of situation you're in to kind of go forward to the next step. And that's finding a different job or finding another, you know, keep going. Um, and you know, I think it makes you stronger. And I think you kind of realize later, you take a step back and you're like, okay, that wasn't, that wasn't supposed to be for me. Mm -hmm. So my momentum right now is getting through that and now building that for the next time I have to go through that again. Um, So yeah. I love the fact that you gave that example um, and that you shared your personal, recent personal experience, because those moments, you said you had that moment with that person, you're at an interview, you had this moment. I love that, but I also want for you to know, right, that there's a certain level of momentum that I know that you have, that I would love for you to acknowledge that you are still Flora, this incredible, phenomenal being on the planet, that your skill, your energy, your life, season to date, right, is is as incredible as it was before you got the job or before you were declined. You know what I mean? Thank you. Like who you are at like the epicenter of who you are as Flora is still exist, even if it is that, oh, I didn't get the position, right? So for me, I, I look at that through the lens of momentum, right? So I'm going to thrive in uncertainty. I'm going to thrive in rejection. I'm going to thrive in acceptance. I'm going to thrive because the momentum of, of what I believe about myself is at the surface. My end goal is to, let's hypothetically say, acquire a position in a specific field. Right. So I can go on a million interviews and my momentum. Yeah, I'm going to personally be like angst over it. Like, oh, okay, I didn't get the position again and again and again and again. Right. But my momentum is still going to stay very elevated where I'm going to keep the pursuit of that job in that industry, regardless to whether or not I'm constantly being told sorry, sorry and sorry again. And so for me, momentum becomes this thing that I have to hold on to. It is my endurance factor, right? Um, Because if I look at each position in a silo, right, I become this, or each moment as a moment, I will then start assessing X outside of myself. I'll start looking going, well, that interviewer, did she not like me? Did he not like me? Did they not think I was qualified? Did they think that I didn't have this saturation of knowledge? Right, you start asking It's self-doubt oozes in because it's a moment. And that's not to say that critique, self-critique 
isn't healthy, by all means it is. You get to see, okay, these are the areas I need to strengthen in order to become more competitive you know, for, for job acquisition. However, I think that there's a sense of momentum that it isn't personal, right? Because that company could be looking for a certain person to fulfill certain, certain needs that they have as an organization that you may not fit best into. So in that, you know, if that was the case, it was like, okay, next, it's not personal. And I find that the momentum, having momentum in those scenarios keep you above the fray. They keep you above that self-assessment of coulda, woulda, shoulda. You know, instead of rewinding the tape, it's all, it's all rewind, get a glimpse of what was, wasn't a fit for me, keep moving. Momentum. Right. I think because I'm feeling this, like you were saying, just this self-doubt, this, you know, why do I keep thinking that that is the, the job or the career I'm supposed to get to? when it, it probably is not. And I'm struggling right now trying to to figure that out and, and through understanding, you know, who are the people I want to see day to day and work with? What is the task I want to do? And if I think I can do that task, when I get to that end result of that task, am I fulfilled? Did I create something because I'm a creator? I'm curiously creative, actually. But Mm -hmm. do I end my day with, you know, wow, I actually built something. And that's what my purpose and fulfillment is. But, you know, so I think when everyone can can look back and see when you're you're starting to look for a new job or you're changing careers or, or even just heading into the workforce, think about, think about that. Think about who you want, um, to surround your your world day to day and how's that going to get you to the next level and don't worry if it's not um you know if you're starting your career you have to get that that experience and and deal with different types of people because you're going to meet and work with so many you can't always pick and choose but by the time you're in your mid-career or you're changing like me I think I can be a little bit more choosy and I can be um a, a little more you know i don't even know the word but i can get it's there selective. right i can be more selective exactly mm-hmm. so that's thanks lisa because that's going to get me to either not uh self-doubt again and move on and that's it and i'm I, moving on listen let me tell you something so I really believe, honestly, I mean, trust me, I, I don't sit before you going, oh, I've acquired every job and I've never had, you know, by all means. I, I have sought positions in higher education because I know I thrive. I personally thrive. Um, I've published, I mean, we don't need to go through the credentials because I think they're evident to dwell in higher education. But when I tell you, I bump my head every time trying to escalate and climb that ladder because I know that, you know, and there are days of the week that I say, why am I trying to do that when I love the classroom? And educating doesn't just have to dwell in one little capacity of four walls. There's so many ways to reach and teach and have wingspan that's out of the box. And I think that so many times... I may have an end goal and look at a traditional pathway for that end goal going, I want to teach, so that means I must do it in this capacity. Maybe that's not 
the journey. Maybe it's the untraditional path where you have more wingspan, you touch way more people, and you do it in a way that you reach your end goal, but it's not dictated. So sometimes, you know, I love entrepreneurship, but I think there's there's so many ways to do and to get to where you want to be, industry segment, roles that are not in the box of what you saw maybe a peer did or mentor did on LinkedIn or talking to someone who's Mm -hmm. advising you, a career coach. Maybe you have to plot and plan what you want to do, how you believe your skill set dictates, and then you disrupt the industry and you do it your way. And I think that living in that type of possibility takes momentum because you're going to get more no's than yeses, right? Mm -hmm. But then you pioneer new ways and then you get people going, oh, we see you've used your skill, you've used this, and you're coming at this at a different angle. And I think that there's power in that. And I think that there are more um, burgeoning brands and people who are seeking careers, um, entry-level careers and mid-career changers that are going, okay, for some reason, this is quite working. Like everybody says it does or the way I thought it would. Let me look and let me get back in the cut and let me reprogram and kind of re, you know, re-up and then go back at this from a different angle. And I think that's what's happening. And that's what industries are looking at going, okay, here's a disruptor. Let's grab, let's grab this person. That's what's happening in consumerism, right? right. We're looking at things going, mm, we don't know about that. So I think there's so many ways to tackle it. And for me, and I'm going to keep saying for me, and I apologize that that sounds very personal, but it is because I think everyone does this differently. You can have moments, you can have momentum, but I think when you really jockeying into the space of continual continuation and having continuity, you get in a, you get in a playing field where you're not going, okay, that was a moment that I had and that's it. Connect those dots out. And you began to thrive in uncertainty because you become the momentum. And there you have it. Can you stop it? (laughs) So yes, moments versus momentum. And what we've taken today is that, you know, the untraditional path and being a disruptor and, you know, that is what I have learned now going through many interviews, trying to fit the mold of something or one specific job, there is not that one specific job or mold that you have to be in. And for next time when we chat again, it's going to be more about that untraditional path and how you strive and create those momentum momentum moments, right, Lisa? Yes, absolutely. To get to that path. And it's not going to look the same for everyone, but we, Lisa and I, are prime examples of an untraditional pathway that has actually been very successful, I very. think. And so, you know, just talking today is, is really, really opened my eyes to this idea. And I'm going to go with it because that's my moment. It is. And I think that we just had a moment together we had a moment we had a moment and until our next moment yeah go collect those moments everyone Mm -hmm. because they are there for you to learn from to cherish to hold but also don't forget to build the momentum see you later 
Did you enjoy the podcast? Be sure to check out WCRX's variety of podcasts, including Focal Point, created in collaboration with the Museum of Contemporary Photography. Focal Point is a podcast exploring the artists, themes, and processes that define and sometimes disrupt the world of contemporary photography. Check it out. What are the rules with photographing buildings and and places where people lived their lives? And and what have you come across in doing that project? Yeah, I mean, I try to approach it in many ways in the same way. Um, I don't always have the same connection to that particular place that I might have with a connection with a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I try to approach projects that, yeah, that are about that are about buildings or it, it involve buildings as a way to talk about these other things um, in a similar kind of way. Available wherever you get your podcasts.